Well, hello, heathens. Casey. Hi. Hi, Casey. Hi. <laughs> so we we have another <laughs> podcast today. We do. Yeah. Um. So let me let me see if I get this straight in okay. our in our, our pre show meeting here. <laughs> Basically, we're talking about Moses again. And this time he's chucking it through the desert. Or he's, he, you know, he's getting on out there. And at one point, God tells him to dip his wood into the water and somehow make it sweeter because apparently Moses's dick is made out of sugar. And, <laughs> and, and, and then later, he's going to take his staff or his, his giant rod and strike, and strike a stone and, and water is going to come out. Now, all at the same time of laying down the law with the Sabbath. Is that, I mean, is that what's going on today? Ish. Ish. Well, Ish. You know, this is better than normal because normally it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, that's not. Well, so, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, so Moses doesn't put his dick in water. It's an actual piece of wood. Um, See, you know, after the kid thing last time. Like, you know, how it was, oh, a kid, it's the word for kid, but the kids are also baby goats. And oh, so, like, yeah. I have no idea. Like, I'm going into this just assuming it's all sexual because, you know, it's the Bible and most of the time it is sexual. Not really. What is a kid? Why are you thinking about baby goats being sexual? Well, I'm not thinking about baby goats being sexual. Well, that's because you're not Muslim. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, we can't put that. Cut that. <laughs> no, no, that's going up. That's that final cut. Final cut. Damn it. What is up, heathens? I hope that you guys have had a wonderful, uh, you know, couple of weeks without us because you know we had that that one Halloween week we kind of took off, and now we're back in the saddle. And so, um, I hope that you guys uh, will enjoy this episode. Yeah. Uh, before we begin, though, would like to give a shout out to our patron. What's uh, up? By our what? Pa- or, well, patron, just one. Just, well, no, our just Patreon. one of you. Only one of you is good. We'll let you decide which I mean, one of you that is. I, I meant our <laughs> Patreon. If 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 you want if you want uh, to support to <clears throat> if you want to support Godless Engineer, please head on over to patreon.com slash Godless Engineer. You can help us out for as little as a dollar. I don't have patron and GE doesn't pay me, so. Well, you get paid in different ways. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're not going to cut that, are you? Nope. Damn it. All right. Can we, can we start now yeah, that we're... my face is like 18 shades of red? Yeah, we can start. Go ahead. Moses walking around with a big stick. Well, <laughs> now, now you don't know which way I mean that. <laughs> innuendo is fun. <laughs> I'll put it in your in 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 innuendo in your endo. <laughs> now I'm all fucked up. I'll put it in your endo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you know now that we've wasted your time. Um, welcome to uh, the podcast today. We're gonna start. Um, actually in the middle of Exodus chapter 15, because we ended it in the middle of it before. Um, and we're going to start off. Um, they, the Israelites just crossed the Red Sea. 
um, if you remember from last time. And uh, all of the Egyptians were killed um, when, you know, Moses or God or whoever blew all the water back down on top of them and killed everybody. Um, And then, you know, they did their little song and dance shit, weirdo tambourine nonsense. Um, So now they, Moses has led them from the Red Sea. They went into the desert of Shur. Um, For three days, they traveled in the desert and they didn't find any water. Um, So, you know, they're kind of grouchy. Wouldn't you be grouchy? Three days, no water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the desert. That would uh, suck. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you also got to think, I mean, this is three days without water. One time, Jesus went three days without life and he popped right back <laughs> out. Okay. So I don't want to hear your bitching pre-Jews. Proto-Jews. So. Now we're pre-hating on the proto-Jews. So. They they ended up in a place called Mara and they there was water there. They found water there, but they couldn't drink it because it was bitter. Um, so the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? So Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water and the water became sweet. Now, bitter water and sweet water. This is something we've encountered lately. I can't remember on what, but we've talked about it. Um, it bitter water is salt water. And sweet water is fresh water. So sweet water is water that you can drink. It's not actually sweet. It's just fresh. Oh, okay. Drink yeah. It. Well, yeah, this was actually on my ESET collaboration. Yes, that's what it was on, was on yeah, ESET's the, the Quran also describes fresh water that has, you know, the taste given to it by the minerals that are mixed into it. Not technically sweet, like at all. It's just not bitter. Like if sweet meant not bitter, then it would be sweet. Well, yeah. So drinkable. Drink. It was drinkable water because it wasn't salt the, water. It was fresh water. Yeah, yeah. The bitter water you could also call cum water. So just you know, we'll refer to it as cum water from now on. Let let let's not do that because that's it's ridiculous. salty though. It's salty. I'm going to ask a question I probably don't want to know the answer to. How do you know what cum tastes like? Oh, come on. Like you, like, I don't have to actually taste cum to hear a girl <laughs> talk about how salty cum is. It's a pretty well-known thing. I I don't talk about what cum tastes like generally. I mean, right now we're going to, we're, we're right now is an exception. Right now is an exception. I don't talk about that. Okay, well, that doesn't. I don't. I don't understand why this is a hard concept that other people talk about the taste of cum. You know what you eat changes the taste of it, though. Well, like then, it could be salty. If you had pineapple, that shit would be sweet. There you go. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. may, maybe that. Maybe you know Moses. He just chowed down on a whole bunch of pineapple, and then and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw this wood in there. Y'all go to sleep now, okay? Whatever you hear." Just don't look or else it won't be sweet. Tell me this. Tell me this. Where did, where did Moses get pineapple in the desert of Shur? Where, where, why the fuck, why the fuck were the Israelites able to go into a wind tunnel of high force winds and just stroll the fuck across it without being slammed into the other side? We're talking about magical beings here. Okay. I don't think that we actually need logic and like, real world shit just saying 
you know, they were at Mara, right? They could drink the water. So there the Lord made a decree and a law for them, the, the Israelites. And there he tested them. He said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring you on. I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So essentially, he's telling them, do what I say or I will fuck you up like I fucked up the Egyptians, right? Yeah, well, you know, uh, anytime I think of a loving person, I always think about how they'll tell they, they'll tell me how much they'll fuck me up if I fall out of line. Like, that just screams love, like, instantly to me. I'm like, oh, that motherfucker loves me. He's not going to kill my firstborn child? Oh, I feel so loved. I mean, isn't that like marriage? It's an abusive fucking marriage. <laughs> I don't know what kind of marriage you were in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in general, like, do what I say or I'll fuck you up. Do what I say. You're in the doghouse, essentially. I mean, that's, well, that's some marriages. I don't yeah. think I don't think all marriages are like that. Well, mine wasn't. Yeah, mine was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're getting a whole lot more of like personal stuff going on today. You know, this (laughs) is weird. All right. So then they, they kept traveling obviously through the desert. They came to Elam where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. Oh my God. What? It's the fucking number game again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look, 12 is a significant number, obviously. Uh, but also 70 is a very significant number because later on they talk about when the Messiah is coming and it's uh, talking about 70 weeks of, of generations or, or seven weeks of generations or something like that. And, it, and it, it's supposed to translate into like the number 70 of some kind. Oh. And, and, and so 70 is, a, is an important number. 12 is an important number, obviously. Um, if you don't remember, there were, uh, what was it, like tw- there were 12 uh sons of what was it jacob or 12 sons of israel israel is and israel is jacob well the right? 12 tribes the 12 tribes of israel well yeah 12 tribes but they're headed by a son a son right? yeah yeah there's one tribe headed by two sons sort of they kind of yeah anyway um so it, here here's my deal if there are 70 fucking palm trees okay so 12 springs so they have water right there are 70 palm trees Eat the fuck of coconuts. <laughs> right? And drink the coconut water? Well, yeah, you could do that. Well, so they camped there near the water. The whole Israelite community set out from Elam. They left again, right? And came to the desert of sin. The desert of sin? <laughs> this is the desert yes. of sin. Basically, what we're going to do right now, everybody, is drop trial. And we're going to have one big fucking long orgy, okay? And this is going to be a magnificent orgy, and we're just going to get all the sin out right now. That's not what happened. Damn. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, we technically, we don't really know what happened. Uh, we just know that the desert of sin is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt, so they've been going for two and a half months, right? right. Past the Red Sea. Um, in the... 
in the desert, the community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Good God. Again, with the bitching. Holy fuck. Yeah, guys. they bitch constantly. They bitch constantly. That's uh, Maybe that's like a... Maybe that's where the whole Jewish mother thing started. <laughs> it also applies to Italians. I know from an Italian family, I, I know. It started with the proto-Jews mom. <laughs> <laughs> the, Jew, the Jewish mom guilt. That's the thing. Everybody knows it. I'm not being anti-Semitic here. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so... The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entirely assembly, this entire assembly to death. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. So they'd rather have died in Egypt as slaves. Like they would have rather stayed in Egypt and been slaves because they had food. Right. Right. I mean, I guess food is essential for life, so I get that, but, I mean, they're pretty miserable fucking people right now. Well, I mean, you gotta understand, these people are fucking idiots, okay? (laughs) First of all, okay, so this is the second time that these people have, like, been stopped somewhere and they just started to bitch. And be like, it would have been so much better if we would have been back in Egypt. Oh, okay. Well, fucking hike your ass through the through the the desert of sin over here. Hope you don't get butt fucked by God on the way. And then why don't you go back to Egypt? See if you can cross that Red Sea by your all your lonesome. Okay, like seriously, I, I'm expecting it to happen one more time. And and I and I, if I remember the story correctly, we do. But there, there is another time when they get to Sinai and they bitch, and of course they build a monument to to the cow. Uh, so not to foreshadow too hard, um, but they're they're gonna bitch again, and it's, it's three times is the magical number. It's always the magical number in in these fucking stories. Also, repetition is a general theme in all of this. For one thing, it's a way to teach a population without having anything written down to repeat and recite these kind of things. Because before, when they got stopped by the Red Sea, it's like, oh, you led us here. We should have just stayed in his, in Egypt and died. And and now they're stopped again. And it's like, oh, why the fuck? We should have just stayed in Egypt and died. We would have had a lot of fucking food in our belly, but we would have died there at least. Happy. (laughs) (laughs) Happy as slaves. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, everybody's upset. So the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. So wait, hold on. Basically, God's going to have bread diarrhea shit and is just going to cover the entire land. Is that what I'm hearing? That is not what I said. (laughs) I just imagine God up there being like, all right, I got to give him bread or something. Here you go. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I just don't even know what to say. (laughs) Okay. We'll just continue, I guess. Okay. So the people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see um, whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather the other days. 
So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites in the evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he's heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Blah, 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 blah. Um, you will know it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning because he has heard your grumblings against him. Jesus. Uh, sorry, it's too early for Jesus, but fuck. Um, so wait, bread in the morning, meat at night? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I usually try to have some meat with my breakfast. I don't know. That's just, maybe that's just me. Anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, they can't have pork, so that rules out kind of the morning breakfast meat. Bacon, sausage, ham. Yeah, you can have steak in the morning, but you know, there's the cow thing. Yeah, there's no cows. Anyways, go ahead. Um. Okay, so... So basically Moses is just telling the people, this is when you're going to know. This is how you're going to know it's God because he's going to give you meat at night and bread in the morning. Okay. Then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. So now God's in the clouds. So, so it's literally they they just see like a, a glorious God figure in the clouds. And then, and then it's like, Oh yeah, that, that's, that's God. I mean, I don't know. I, so it, I don't know if you've ever really paid att- much attention to the sunset. You know, sometimes the sunset is extremely beautiful and awe inspiring. Like, especially if you're looking over like a, a landscape, like a desert or an ocean or something like that. Okay, so you're trying to say that maybe like his glory is like a sunset or or sunrise? Yeah, I I feel like that's probably what happened. I feel I feel like, um, I don't know. Maybe it could have been a sunrise. I'm not really sure, but well, I thought, uh, oh, is it not in the morning? I I assumed that it was in the morning. I don't know. It doesn't say. Okay. So. Anyway, God says, I've heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight, you will eat meat in the morning. You will be filled with bread and then you will know that I am the Lord, your God. So then God just repeated what we've already repeated 18 fucking times in Exodus chapter 16. What's that? What? You're going to make me repeat it again. Meat at night, bread morning. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's, they repeat a lot of particular things. Yeah. So it might be helpful to still point it out. Well, I, I, I just know, did. I, like, I legit just said it. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that evening, quail came and covered up the camp. So I guess God sent a bunch of, a whole flock of quail to their deaths. That kind of, yeah. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, hey there, Jerome, could you please <laughs> fly your entire flock over to this area? You sure it's safe there, God? Oh, yeah, Jerome, it's fine. (laughs) All right, well, you're God and you're good and you wouldn't lead us astray or into a slaughter, would you? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, he sends the quail at night and so the Israelites have meat at night. Jerome in, in the morning. Oh, shit. What the fuck has God led us into? Well, they're not going to... Jerome is going to be dead in the morning. (laughs) No, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then now when morning comes, it's time for like the proto subway. You know, we're getting all the breads. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So when, uh, when the dew, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer. Now an omer is a unit of measurement. Um, it's about two quarts or two liters. Oh, okay. But they, they chose to go with omer. Uh, well, yeah. Now, wouldn't God know? Like, listen, this is going to be really important to these people that say the words like leader and gallon and quart. So just keep that in mind, okay? The unit of measurement at the time was Omer. Oh, okay. Well, you would think the omniscient God would know to like have some like tables in there for like shit. I don't know. Like conversion tables? Yeah, conversion like, tables. Like I just gave you? You gave me. God didn't give it to me. Okay. I mean, the Bible. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so the Israelites, uh, oh, take an omer. And I told you what an omer was for each person and have it in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some gathered little. And when they measured it by the other, he who gathered much did not have too much. And he who gathered little did not have too little each one gathered as much as he needed, which I think is silly because he just told all of them to gather a fucking Omer. Yeah. So why did some gather more and some gather less? I don't know. Maybe this is like proto-communism. Could be. Um, I don't know. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. What kind of fucking bread gets maggots overnight? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you got to understand, I guess they're, they're out. They're, they're out in the desert. I don't know why there would be flies just sort of roaming around in the desert in general. Well, I mean, also it's not bread, right? It's like flakes. Yeah. Well, like I mean, this is sand flakes. Right. Is this it, no. frosted flakes? <laughs> they said it was like frost. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the manna. Yes, right? this is manna. Right. Well, that's bug shit. So it's bread, John. No, it's 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 bug shit. Like they they traced it to the the shit of bugs. But like it, that's that's what manna is. But it tastes like honey. Well, then bug shit tastes like honey. Then apparently, yeah. It does. I mean, it, dog shit can taste like chocolate, but it's still dog shit. Does does dog shit taste like no, chocolate? I don't know that personally, but I can guarantee you, shit in any form does not taste like chocolate. Okay. <laughs> Another weird conversation. Um, so. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as he needed, and then when the sun grew hot, it melted away. Also, what kind of bread melts in the sun? Well, I don't, I don't know, but you know, I mean, I, I would suspect that like bug shit would <laughs> melt in the sun. Bug shit doesn't melt in the sun; <laughs> it fucking dries on your car and will never get off. 
Well, uh, no, that's bird shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning as Moses commanded. It did not stink or get maggots. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is the Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh, the Sabbath, there will be not any. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you a Sabbath. That is why on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where he is on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. So these people can't even fucking come out of their tents. <laughs> well, yeah, it's supposed to be no work at all. Like, and, so like and I, why, and I, why even bother getting out of bed? I don't know. Because like, know it's, sometimes would. it's work, man. Sometimes it's work to get out of bed, especially if you don't have coffee. Well, you know, also I love how how God is just like, do I have to kill a fucking kid in order to get you to stay inside? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that's what he's saying. He's like, Jesus, fuck Christ. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> do I need to kill a kid? I'll kill a fucking kid. Don't make God kill a fucking kid again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think God kills cares if he kills kids. No, he, he doesn't. But yeah. it, it's kind of like, do what I say or I'll kill a fucking kid. You don't want me to kill a fucking kid, will you? I'm a psychopath. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they know he's true because he killed all the motherfucking Egyptians. Well, not only that, but prior to that, I mean, he killed every single fucking kid on earth in a great flood. Yeah. So it's like, that's nothing to him. Save three. Well, okay. Yeah. Almost all of the kids. Mm-hmm. So the people of Israel called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. I wonder if you can make manna. Like well, I mean, not the you... bug shit manna that you're talking about. Like wafer bread, like thin what? wafer bread that tastes thin, like honey. Thin wafer honey bread? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there, there are ways. I mean... You have like fucking chocolate chip seeded bread now. I'm sure that you can get that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying get. I'm saying make. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure you can make it. Yeah. Um. So Moses said, this is what the Lord commanded. Take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations to come so that they can see the bread I gave you to eat in the desert when I brought you out of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, take a jar and put an omer of manna in it, then place it before the Lord to be kept for generations to come. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron put the manna in front of the testimony that it might be kept. The Israelites ate manna for 40 years until they came to a land that was settled. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. It took them 40 years to get to Canaan? Yeah. And they only ate bug shit the entire time? Bread bread bug shit bug shit bread I mean it's still bug shit no matter how you slice it well they don't have to slice it because it's flaky <laughs> mm -mm. flaky it just like gross. Jesus what Jesus he's pretty flaky 
Oh yeah, because once 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 one second you're praying for your car keys and you find them, and then the next second there's an African kid dying of hunger. Oh, I mean he's a flaky motherfucker. (laughs) I guess when you put it that way, Um, he laughs at dying African children. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody will make a video on that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, of course you know there's also going to be Islamophobe shit in the in the oh definitely. Okay, so now we are moving on to the beginning of Exodus, chapter 17. This is the water from the rock. (gasps) Oh, this is where Moses strikes his rod against a rock and he gets water. Yeah. Uh, The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from a place, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rebfidim, Rebfidim? I don't know. Um, But there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Bitching again, all the bitching. (laughs) Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there and they grumbled against Moses. All right. It's totally reasonable to gripe and growl and ask your leader for water. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Gripe and growl at the leader of the group to get you some water. He's the one that has been leading you around the desert for 40 fucking years because his GPS don't work for some reason. Or, or you could find a new fucking leader or, (laughs) or you could just stop and settle someplace where there's fucking water and food. Yeah. I mean, those are viable options too. But God, um, So they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Here's the fucking guilt trip again. Number three. Yep. Okay. So also the 40, obviously that should be taken as a a, a very important number. Not only do you have Moses or not, sorry, not Moses, but uh, Noah in the past been in 40 days on a boat. Uh, But now you have Moses who spent 40 days in the desert. And in the future, you'll have Jesus that, you know, decides to go on a diet for 40 days. Moses spent a lot longer than 40 days on the boat. It rained for 40 days. Oh, it rained for 40 days. He spent a year on the boat. Yeah, he spent a long time on the boat. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I got got all my shit mixed up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so 40 40 is a pretty significant number Mm -hmm. again. So Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered, walk on ahead of the people. Whip out your junk and hit it on a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Lord, what? Oh, sorry. It says rod. I just um, uh, hit the rod (laughs) on the stone. Anyways, go ahead. So take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Can you imagine Moses standing around like, where did my staff go? God damn it. I told you not to touch my staff, woman. (laughs) (laughs) Strike the rock and the water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel and he called the place Massah. Which um, means testing. Who, who's it's seriously going to who's seriously going to see Moses strike a rock and see water start pouring out of it and being like, "Oh, we should definitely take a sip of this fucked up right here." 
Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people were drinking water. So like um, when the, was this in maybe South America when the Mary statue started to cry and people were drinking the water and it ended up being sewage? Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Um, the engineer that came through and actually solved it, uh-huh. they ran his ass out of town because he solved it. And they'd rather drink shit water? They would rather drink shit water and think that it's the tears of the Virgin Mary rather than know that it's not and that you're actually drinking sewage water. I mean, they could die. Well, yeah, they could, honey, but they don't give a fuck. Because God will protect them. Okay. So, um, the reason they called it that is because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? So after that, um, they, the Israelites have to fight the Amalekites. Mm -hmm. Um, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites. Uh, Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered and Moses, Aaron and her, H-U-R, Uh, went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But when he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. Why? Why does Moses have to have his hands up or fucking down? Like, this is one of those things that, like, I don't understand. If God is taking care of these things, why the dramatics? Uh, uh, I don't think that you want me to answer this question. Okay. Can, Can you like summarize instead of going into super detail about it. Um, Moses was fondling God's balls and that is the way they won. Do you have like evidence for this happening? Oh, well, no, I don't have evidence, but that is the Bible. So, you know, I figure one's as good as the other. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When Moses's hands grew tired, from you know fondling they took the Amalekites oh sorry they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it Aaron and Hur held his hands up one on one side one on the other so that his hands remained steady until sunset (laughs) so basically he's like yo guys getting kind of tired about this shit um god do you mind teabagging down just a little bit lower and then i'm just gonna sit on a stone and these fucks are gonna have my hands being held up and then they'll jiggle your balls (laughs) the the number of times that i um use the mic to facepalm while we're doing this podcast is is a lot innumerable 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 okay okay (laughs) what (laughs) nothing go ahead um okay so joshua overcame the amalekites uh army with the sword i don't know what sword because apparently they were fighting with moses hands so i don't really know um the lord said to moses write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. So essentially he's saying there will be no evidence of this ever, 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 ever. Um, so you best write it on a scroll so people remember what happened here. Well, considering the fact that uh, apparently um, God did such a good job that 
you know, the Amalekites were not mentioned in any like tr- list of tribes by the Egyptians or any of the other surrounding peoples. Uh, you know, they're, and, they're not remembered at all. Well, and there were tribes, there were Arab tribes that were recorded yeah. at the time. And um, Amalekites weren't ever recorded at all. There's nothing historical at all about these people, about this battle, about anything at all. Yeah, it's, al- the- it's almost as if the writer of Exodus was like, well, we don't we don't have any records for Amalekites. I remember that fuck telling me about Amalekites. Just write in there that God's going to erase everything. <laughs> oh, that is a brilliant workaround, <laughs> sir. I did not. I am glad I have you here. <laughs> Just here, explain this is why we have no evidence for this shit. Okay. Um, so... Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Now, Amalekites, obviously a mythical people, but as far as Jewish lore goes, they're basically um, atheists, right? In the in Jewish lore, Amalekites are atheists. They're non-believers. Um, they're people who sin against God. So um, that's why the Lord's people are always in battle with the Amalekites. Oh. Yeah. A little bit of Jewish lore there for you. Nice. Sprinkle it in, you know. Yeah. Sprinkle it on top like cocaine. Yeah. So now we're done with the Amalekites. <sighs> God, I'm sorry. Did you get some of that pumpkin spice stuff again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, let's praise the Lord now. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, so now, guess who Moses gets to reunite with? Oh, that that one girl from that slutty motel. No, what? Jethro. Oh, Jethro. Okay, Jethro. You remember who Jethro is? <laughs> yeah. Jethro is Moses' father-in-law so Moses gets reunited with Jethro his wife and his sons okay Um, his wife is also his first daughter (laughs) that's what that's what the Jethro name means okay in case you guys forget we're from Alabama we know no not Jethro's wife Moses' wife Moses' wife oh she wasn't with him she was with Jethro oh yeah um So this starts out Exodus chapter 18. Uh, Jethro is the priest of Midian um, and the father-in-law of Moses heard everything God had done for Moses and for the people of Israel and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. So Moses sent away his wife. Oh, after, after Moses sent away his wife, Zipporah, um, his father-in-law, Jethro received her and her two sons. One son was named Gershom. Um, for Moses said, I have become an alien in a foreign land. And Gershom means, um, what does Gershom mean? It's, oh, it sounds like the Hebrew word for alien. Um, so Gershom <laughs> and the other son, uh, do we know what the other son was called? I don't know. Ah, uh, uh, Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> For he said, my father, God, was my helper. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Eliza means uh, God's helper. Or my God is my helper. Or my God is helper. 
some kind of fucked up combination of all that. Okay, yeah, got it. <laughs> you know, I'm not an expert in Hebrew, right? Neither am I, but I do this shit on a daily basis. <laughs> so Moses went to meet uh, his father-in-law um, and bowed down to kiss him. They greeted each other, then went to the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had had along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had had done for the for Israel in rescuing them from the hands of the Egyptians. So Jethro uh, praises God. Um, and he, he does a little woo woo prayer. Praise be the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hands of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Right. Again, this is another reference to the fact that they were, I keep forgetting what that word is. It's it's mono, mono something. It's not monotheistic, but it's where they serve one particular God, but it's in a pantheon of other gods. Monotheistic? <laughs> no. No. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, this is just another reference to that. Uh, just, showing how the the pre-Jews or whatnot were actually, they, they just served this one God amongst this pantheon of other gods. Yes. Uh, then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. So I don't know if God was just like there in spirit or God actually came. It doesn't say. I think they would probably make a bigger deal of it if God was actually there. Right. Um, the next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning until evening. When the father, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, "What is what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening?" It's a terrible writer, really. <laughs> Really? Moses answered him because the people came to me. They come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me. I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Moses's father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you and you cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them the decrees and laws and show them the way to live and the duties they are to perform. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. Have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide on themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. <laughs> so, you're awful. So hey, I'm just laughing. I don't know why you got to get all, you know, offended by the nuance. Offended? <laughs> you're awful. 
Uh, no, maybe they shouldn't have written it in such a way that could be interpreted as sexual innuendo. Maybe maybe they shouldn't have written it that way. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, over officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way and Jethro returned to his own country. <laughs> with his daughter wife <laughs> I, yeah I don't know I don't know what happens for that um, at this point but that's the end of today's reading but next week guess what we get what God's covenant with Israel oh the consecration of the people oh Moses meets God on the mountain oh shit and the ten commandments get pinned by his lightning dick what what? Yeah, God etches them with lightning. And oh, okay. I shorten it with lightning dick. Okay. So, yeah, we go through the Ten Commandments. We go through all kinds of promises and blessings and worship and covenants and obedience. And it's just crazy shit next time. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, but to also add on to here, it's mono, uh, mo, uh, monolet. I can't pronounce it. M- monolatry. Monolatry, you think, is called? uh, That's where you serve and praise and worship one particular god, but but there there's an acknowledgement of the existence of other gods. And it was clear that the Israel Israelites were this. They were. That was the kind of society that the Israelites uh, were fostering. That, that that they existed in. Well, I think everybody lived this way at this time. The Egyptians, they understood that there were other gods besides the one that they chose. And like everybody was kind of like this at the time. Well, right. Uh, what I'm, I'm just saying that they weren't special. And, and so it's not like they were monotheistic. They were monolatry, monolatristic, whatever. <laughs> So, heathens, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next time, we are, of course, examining God's lightning dick. Um, And then, uh, you know, we'll be continuing on from there in the Bible. So, if you want to get out your handy Bibles whenever we do this, I I won't fucking know. What neither of us will know. No. But, you know, it might be fun to read along if you want. Yeah, but we're going to start out Exodus chapter 19 next time. So, that's where we're we're going. We're going to go through 19, 20... Uh, we're going to go all the way through 24. Awesome. Yep. Well, again, if you would like to support our efforts here at Godless Engineer, go on, go on over to patreon.com slash Godless Engineer. You can support us for as little as $1 uh, a month. Um, and I'm, I'm planning on putting a little bit more focus on the Patreon. Um, so if you want to go there and help us out, please do. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, the most important part of why we do this. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Every day, all day. And, 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 and preferably not just bitching constantly. That would, <laughs> you know, <laughs> although that might be what some people say that, that we do. I, but Well, I imagine the Jews were probably sitting down and bitching and the, not, not really standing up. I mean, they seem like a sit down kind of ground. 
what? They were walking through the desert. You don't think they sat down? It's like they stopped and they sat down and then started bitching. That I sounds don't know. like I something. I feel like the sand would burn your ass. I don't know. I feel like they would probably have blankets. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, heathens, uh, y'all have a nice weekend or day or whenever you're watching this. See y'all later. Bye, heathens. <laughs> <laughs>